I'd lay awake at night just staring at the ceiling. I've spent my whole life trying to run from that feeling, that feeling of being lonely, that feeling of being lost, that feeling of being sick when the lights turn off, that feeling of being depressed, that feeling of being anxious, that feeling of screaming to God, begging Him to take this. That was Clayton Jennings performing his poem, Dear Anxiety. This video and audio was posted by Clayton Jennings, and we posted it to the Poets List on December 21st, 2023. Now, this poem has an equally impressive visual component, so let's talk about the video first. It opens with Clayton walking into an anxiety support group where he is surrounded by a counselor and a handful of other participants. As he's asked to share his thoughts, he launches into a poem describing his battle. I wake up, puddle of sweat. I have nightmares and I get back into bed. It's like these voices just keep playing on repeat in the back of my head. And I can't get them to leave me alone. 30 years old, but still hates being alone when I'm home. So waking up in puddles of sweat, he describes his first panic attack, the depression, being prescribed medication, feeling alone, feeling silenced, feeling the burden of showing up for others while struggling so intensely. As the video progresses, we see the other participants nodding along, as though Clayton is finally giving life to their innermost thoughts and feelings. My dreams are their playground, my thoughts are their palace, I try to evict them, they return with more. Anxiety isn't an item you can return at the store. It is an emotional four-minute poem, which ends with the counselor reiterating her question. Clayton, we're here to help. Are you sure you don't want to share? Clayton's response? I'm good. Thank you. The clearest, most cohesive string of thoughts remains confined within Clayton's body and mind as he stands up to exit the support group. I took to the comment section for this one. By the way, the comment section has like over 11,000 responses on YouTube alone. But I took to the comment section and I found two statements which represent the possible takeaway of his exit. So this one is paraphrased. Matt Funk 9652 on YouTube says, When he walks out, that perfectly depicted how anxiety is. He chose to bottle up everything he wanted and needed to say because he felt he didn't have a choice. Daybreaker7052 on YouTube then responded to say, I agree with this, but I also think this spoke on how anxiety is your own battle, and it's one that you alone must face. He had nothing to say because he won his own battle. End quote. Now, you might be wondering why Daybreaker assumes that Clayton won this battle. Well, this is because the last lines of the poem finds Clayton a known Christian poet, revealing the source of his hope and resolve. And when you tried to kill me with depression and anxiety, he reached in and placed hope deep inside of me. So I'm done listening to you and letting you control me. I'm announcing it now that the devil can't hold me. I'm walking away from the old me, and I'm demanding a refund on every lie that you sold me. You knew I'd find a way out sooner or later, and I found my escape in the form of a savior. So what do I think? Being that this poem is written in present tense, my takeaway is that Clayton has learned to go to God in the midst of his attacks, that he finds relief when he goes to God, but that the attacks still come. 
and that they're still scary and they're still hard and that knowing that he's found a solution doesn't invalidate or immediately eradicate the pain. I think that it is very possible to struggle with something and eventually be delivered from it completely. And I think that it is also very possible to struggle with something that you will eventually learn to manage but may never be delivered from. Even as a Christian, I believe both of these realities are possible. May we all remember Paul's admission of the thorn in his flesh. I think that our society is getting better, but that historically, we like to delight in battles won. I think we're sometimes uncomfortable hearing people give an update on an issue that they're still working through. We like when people overcome things and we're supportive when they reach their destination. And that's a lot of pressure especially when you don't know if your particular struggle is something that you're going to overcome or if it's something that you're going to have to learn to manage. I've come across two sound bites from two different podcasts that have given me a new way to communicate this point. The first is from Shan Boudram's Lovers and Friends featuring guests Vanessa and Xander. One thing that we did that I really appreciate that we did is we actually gave ourselves percentages. And I think it was really important for us to like to not see it as black and white. I love the percentage. Yeah. I think that that's <laughs> genius that everybody should adopt that because it's embracing mm -hmm. the potential of your humanity. And instead of saying, I am good and I'm not good, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I'm 20% good. Yeah. Today, <laughs> yeah. right now, right? Maybe I'm 80% sometimes. The second soundbite is from Kristen Cavallari's Let's Be Honest featuring guest Dr. Sherry Campbell. Always going to be wounded. There's no such thing as healed. I agree. There's no magic ketamine therapy, mushroom therapy. Right. That stuff might soothe some stuff for some people. Yeah. There's no magic pill. It's hard work. Yeah. And it's self-love, mm -hmm. which is a hard thing to understand. I think that we should all adopt those ideas. What percentage are you today? And it's okay to be in healing. Let's protect our souls. I wish I could open up to you and just let loose. But my vocal cords get tight when the devil pulls on this noose. And then I'm back to keeping everything bottled up inside. But he's not going to keep me from pulling the throttle back this time. He's not going to keep me trapped like this. I can't get out of bed. I was never made to act like this. Now, I don't suffer from anxiety disorder or clinical depression. And I want to be very sensitive to those who do. I know that there are people who need medication to be able to live a balanced life. And I have so much empathy for that. So instead of diving further into this topic, I'm going to instead take the idea of giving an update in the midst of a struggle and give you all an update on some of the things I've touched on in previous episodes. Now, this podcast is filmed pretty infrequently. This is episode nine. I think I recorded episode two about a year ago. In that episode, I explained how I was having trouble enforcing boundaries now that I exercise healthier communication. What do you think about that, right? I feel like I have to become someone I've outgrown in order to get the respect I used to. If you remember, I asked for feedback. Still open to that feedback. Not a problem. Um, then I filmed episode six about five months ago, and that's where I did a deep dive into emotional abuse. So I've learned a lot since then. I've learned a lot about myself, and I'm really excited to share. So in the last three years, God has revealed a few emotionally abusive relationships. And, you know, just to clarify, emotional abuse is an umbrella term. So a lot of things fall up under that. A lot of personality disorders, including narcissism. If someone is just like prone to manipulation and lying and, you know, there's certain things that are emotionally abusive. I think 
the singular thread or the through line for it would be that it's intentional. There's a motive there. So with any form of abuse, the best way to protect yourself is to go no contact or low contact. I know that's hard, but yeah. So let me get into some of these lessons that I've learned. So first, I've learned, I have learned that I stopped walking in my full authority a long time ago. I let people have too much free reign to say whatever, to do whatever. And for the people who have dangerous motives, it has provided them a free pass to chip away at me, lie to me, leave me confused or conflicted, to some cases set me up. And then instead of simply taking my power back, I then tried to figure out how to make myself be okay in negative spaces. And I'm going to tell you something, realizing that I now have a whole child to advocate for has made me realize that I need to learn to fully advocate for myself. God constantly reminds me that things always trickle from the top down. So he's been building me back up. The second lesson is truly emotionally abusive people want to keep you emotionally dysregulated, majorly down and then majorly up and then down again and then up again, confused, conflicted, constantly doubting yourself. It's interesting because back in the day, like when I was like a teenager, even if I was deeply hurt by things, I mean, I was quick to cut people completely out of my life. I had a much lower tolerance for people's crap. I was vocal and I never willingly gave up my power. But at some point, and I would say probably like college, well, definitely college and then like into my mid-20s, I started to let my empathy completely take over and I gave up a lot of my discernment. And I'm telling you, that's an extreme that God never called me to go all the way towards. I don't care how feisty, how intelligent or how self-possessed you are. If a person chips away at you long enough and consistently enough, you'll eventually start vetting their opinion for truth. And the enemy will use anything and anyone to get at you. So the solution isn't to love less, but it's to step up my authority. Some people have been completely removed, but regardless, like I need to step into my authority. I'm also learning that when it comes to the rest of my circle, not everyone understands the difference between unintentional toxic behavior and outright intentional emotional abuse. I've been so focused on proving my experiences or seeking validation. And then when someone makes me feel like I'm just being sensitive or weak-minded, I end up getting wrapped up in the hurt of feeling invalidated. I mean, it's just, it's not fair to my friends and my family members to put them in a position of having to get on board with my labeling of someone. And it's not fair to me when I continually second guess my God-given intuition and walk myself back into no good situations. So the solution for that is to own my decisions, even when misunderstood, even when questioned, and even when doubted. The last thing I want to say, and I'm going to say this from a Christian perspective, but it really does apply to everyone. I've spent half of my life being the most unforgiving person ever, holding a grudge like, ooh, like nobody's business. And then I spent the second half of my life being overly compassionate. As Christians, we're called to forgive and we're also told to remember that we battle not against flesh and blood. A lot of us like to jump to forgiveness without ever fully acknowledging the sin. And so we end up being the most forgiving people, straight up dancing with the devil. It's important to find the balance between confronting and releasing. 
if you release without confronting, you will face that issue again. And if you confront but never release, and when I say release, I mean release that anger and that bitterness. If you confront and never release, it's going to fester. It's going to fester and it's going to stick with you long after the hurt has been done. So if the best way for you to release is to also let that person go, then that's what you need to do. If you are able to somehow release and forgive and maintain that relationship, then just make sure that you have some tools to withstand whatever they may bring against you if they are unable to change their ways at this time. So yeah, to answer the question that Shan Boudram's podcast posed, where is my strength right now? From 0% to 100%, where is my strength? And I would say it's like 80%. And that's freaking bomb compared to where it was a couple months ago. (laughs) Because I think I was so overwhelmed with not knowing what to do next. And feeling like so many people didn't understand, you know? So just to quickly recap my action items, I need to first seek God first, not people's validation. Two, step up and walk in my authority. Three, take ownership of my decisions. And number four, I honestly need to be grateful for the contingent of people that I have in my life who really do get it. (laughs) Partially because they're going through the same thing. So I do have some people who we have been able to walk this out together. And I'm grateful. Well, guys, before I sign out, I just want to know, how are you? Like, what are you going through? What are you, what's up with you? And what percentage are you when it comes to like how you're feeling or to a decision that you have to make? Listen, jump on our app, okay? There's a section there where you can answer some of the questions that have been asked in some of these podcasts. And it's a really safe space. I'll pop in there. I'll check out your answers. I'll respond to you, but I would love to hear from you. Well, that wraps this episode of the Poets List Podcast. I am Lexi, your host, and I'll be back soon. Peace. Wouldn't it be so amazing to just grab a cup of coffee, your pen and your pad or your laptop and curl up on your couch or go to a cafe and join a virtual writing retreat. Whisk away to a community full of poets and writers and poetry lovers, all waiting to chat with you about your latest project or your newest release. A place where you can join workshops or sharpen your skills with writing prompts. A place where you're never alone because there are virtual writing buddies waiting to write alongside you while you work. Or you can retreat to your private corners and take in a podcast. Spend some quiet time journaling your own private thoughts. Or head on over to the public board and share your work for everyone to see. It's about time you treated yourself to the retreat of your dreams. Right here in the palm of your hand at The Poets List. Check out our app now live on iOS and Google. Socialize for free or access all features with the membership.